Shalom and welcome to SJL Daily. I'm Linda Handy and I'm blessed to once again share a meditation, this time on Acts 16, 1 through 15. I have to be honest and say that when I first read this passage of scripture, my head said, well, not much here, folks. This is just a precursor to the big show to come with powerful stories of Lydia and Paul's imprisonment. Upon reading the passage again, however, the Lord gave me new eyes, his eyes, to see what mine had missed. Far from being a little iota there, the impactful messages to be found in this scripture. Prior to the introduction of Lydia, yes, plural, powerful, impactful lessons for us. Just look at verse 1 through 3, for example. What do you hear? Let's read the word together. Paul came to Derbe and then to Lystra, where the disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. This is the word of the Lord. We can learn several things in this passage that are applicable to our lives in the 21st century. In verse 1, we learn that a boy, now about 33 years old, from a faith-mixed family has been so influenced by his mother to embrace the faith that we read in verse 2 that he is highly thought of by believers and is already called a disciple. Stop for just a moment and think about the influence that a woman, an unnamed woman in this piece of scripture, of little validity or power in the society, wielded power for the Lord. There are women in her situation right here in Roanoke. When you think, you cannot change the shape of a child. Think of the precious dear mama of Timothy. She obviously loved her Lord, and she shaped a disciple through that love. Never give up, fellow disciples. God's power through us can move mountains and hearts for him, even when we are seen, sometimes even by ourselves, as powerless. Secondly, the size and value of a servant's heart is displayed by Timothy. Not only was he seen as admirable, He was willing to sacrifice self, quite literally physical self, by willingly being circumcised so others would see his commitment to his faith and not be able to hold his father's otherness as a Gentile against him. He was determined to let nothing stand in his way as a disciple. And this is a spoiler alert. He served his Lord faithfully and zealously throughout his life until he was martyred for his faith. Let's go forth with similar commitment, similar passion. Thirdly, for those of us who have never known a life without a faith component, who were taught at the feet of mothers, family, and others to believe, who were shaped in the gospel of truth as a child, to us, Timothy is our poster child. His ministry path demonstrates there are not necessarily required mountaintop moments of acceptance of Jesus with lightning and miraculous transformation. Sometimes the fire of faith, ignited by a spark in a child's soul, 
burns steadily, hotly throughout their lives. The second segment of the scripture has to do with Paul's visions and the disciples' reaction to them. Let us read together, starting in verse 7. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithyda, Bithia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, they got ready at once to relieve for Macedonia, concluding that God had called them to preach the gospel. Do you hear what happened? They tried to enter. They were blocked, and they went to Troas, and they were redirected. Have you ever taken care of a child? Might not sound like it has something to do with this, but when our grandchildren were little, their mamas used the term redirect all the time in the sweetest, kindest tones. They seldom said no, but rather gently pointed their children in the way that they should go. Oh, yes, there's a faith lesson there for us. Before you decide upon a course of action, consult your compass, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. To their credit, once Paul had his vision, they readily redirected to leave immediately to go to answer the call. May we do likewise. Sometimes taking our own undirected path teaches lessons. However, Avoiding redirection by consulting God first is usually the best course of action. Let us pray. Father, may we strive to attune our hearts to the words and tasks you whisper into our souls. Let us be willing to forego self in order to serve you in us. May we listen to the murmurings of the Holy Spirit and strive to follow his and thereby your direction to bring glory to your holy name. Amen and amen.